welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 50. Whoops. There we go. You fucking tell him that, man. He has been consigned to the dumpster of history while people like me ride our limos down the superhighway of tomorrow. I'll tell him, said Shadow. He was beginning to feel lightheaded. He hoped that he was not going to be sick. Tell him that we have a fucking reprogrammed reality. Tell him that language is a virus and that religion is an operating system and that prayers are just so much fucking spam. Tell him that, or I'll fucking kill you, said the young man mildly from the smoke. Got it, said Shadow. You can let me out here. I can walk the rest of the way. The young man nodded. Good talking to you, he said. The smoke had mellowed him. You should know that if we do fucking kill you, then we'll just delete you. You got that? One click and you're overwritten with random ones and zeros. Undelete is not an option. He tapped on the window behind him. He's getting off here, he said. Then he turned back to Shadow, pointed to his cigarette. Synthetic toad skins, he said. You know they can synthesize bufotinin now? The car stopped. The person to Shadow's right got out and held the door open for Shadow. Shadow climbed out awkwardly, his hands tied behind his back. He realized that he had not yet got a clear look at either of the people who had been in the back seat with him. He did not know if they were men or women, old or young. Shadow's bonds were cut. The nylon strips fell to the tarmac. Shadow turned around. The inside of the car was now one writhing cloud of smoke in which two lights glinted, copper-colored, like the beautiful eyes of a toad. It's all about the dominant fucking paradigm, Shadow. Nothing else is important. And hey, sorry to hear about your old lady. The door closed and the stretch limo drove off quietly. Shadow was a couple hundred yards away from his motel, and he walked there, breathing the cold air, past red and yellow and blue lights advertising every kind of fast food a man could imagine, as long as it was a hamburger. And he reached the Motel America without incident. And that's our page. And that's our chapter. Chapter 2 is in the books. In the wind. Chapter 2 is done. Hey, we made it. So first note, Dumpster is capitalized here. I did not realize Dumpster was a brand name. Per the internet, which I trust above all things, even with the technical boy here, uh, Dumpster takes its name from the Dempster brothers, who had a patent on the term as early as 1935. The term then became so ubiquitous, it's what's known as a generic trademark. Like if someone asks you for a Kleenex instead of a tissue, or asks you to make a Xerox instead of a copy. I guess a more modern example would be even when people talk about Googling something. They'll probably use Google, sure, but 100% of the time, probably not. Maybe they still use Ask Jeeves or Dogpile? That probably doesn't exist anymore, does it? The internet tells me that the process by which one's product name becomes a generic term is called, oh yes, genericide. Holy shit, marketing assholes, do better. Speaking of needing to do better, the technical boy unironically used Superhighway of Tomorrow in 2001. I know we were all talking about roadkill on the internet Superhighway or some shit, but God, what a toolbox. The idea of language being a virus begins with William S. Burroughs from his 1962 novel The Ticket That Exploded, and it's probably what Neil's referencing here. However, it could also be a reference to the 1986 song Language is a Virus from Outer Space by Laurie Anderson. Track was originally released on her 1984 album United States Live, entitled Language is a Virus from Outer Space, hyphen William Burroughs, and was then retitled and re-recorded for her album Home of the Brave. And I 
because that's just my way of saying that I love you. I had to call you at the crack of dawn and list the times that I've been wrong. That's just my way of saying that I'm sorry. It's a job. Sorry. I kind of went back and forth on whether or not it was a Burroughs reference or a Anderson reference, especially considering that Laurie Anderson is very specifically referencing William Burroughs with her song. And then it looks like Laurie Anderson and Neil Gaiman have connected and had conversations, uh, like conversations in person on a stage in 2015 and 2018. So it could be a reference to her song. And it's definitely his kind of avant-garde 80s kind of music. So, maybe. But once again, Technical Boy is being what he thinks of as cool and fringe and out there. And I get it, Technical Boy. I do. I pretended to like Naked Lunch when I was 22. That's not fair. It's overwritten and underwritten. And there's good moments. It also gives us the name Steely Dan, so it can't be all bad, right? Right? I'm not being fair. So, Technical Boy's speech to Shadow as they let him out is supposed to be threatening, but he talks about ones and zeros, i.e. binary language, and maybe he just doesn't have any subtlety by design. Maybe it's it's the aspects of his character that are brought on from what he gets from American culture, re the internet, that makes him just such a tool. I know he's pulling influence from computers and similar technology, so everything would possibly be a black and white issue to him, which is an interesting parallel to the various colors inside the limo, and that's probably all in my own head. So, uh, bufotenin? Hmm. Chemical formula of C12H16N2O. It's the reason why Shadow is feeling lightheaded. It's a naturally occurring alkaloid found in mushrooms, mammals, and most famously in the skin of certain species of toad. It was synthesized back in 1935, though. Unless that's a typo on my part. No. Um, first synthesized in 1935, so Technical Boy is 70, about 70 years late on that train. It's a controlled substance in the United States, natural or synthesized, and has a pretty gross history of human testing. Uh especially on schizophrenics in the 50s and 60s, though even up into the 80s. Tests in the 80s resulted in, quote, extreme anxiety, a sense of imminent death, and visual disturbance with color reversal and distortion, and intense flushing of the cheeks and forehead. Fun. Technical Boy drops Shadow off and gives his condolences over Lore's death, which is pretty close to how Wednesday worded it. I guess it's just an odd thing for someone who's essentially being the villain of your story, at least in this moment, to give his condolences. That's the end of chapter two. The end of this chapter is pretty different, although end of last chapter we got to meet one of the old gods, and here we get to meet one of the new gods. Next chapter... I'm trying to remember. I'd made notes already, but it's already kind of gone as I've been talking about this. We'll eventually be moving on from Eagle Point, although I think in next chapter we're not. If you'd like to get in touch with us at the show, it's the world beyond the tail at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at WorldBeyondPod. 
Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>